Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Vivica Fox, and welcome to an all-new Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. We are going bigger and bolder. I'm your go-to girl for people, ideas, knowledge, inspiration, faith, love, truth, success, and of course, fun. Your hustle is going to get an upgrade with the most surprising, exciting, and fabulous guests from all walks of life. You're in good hands, darlings. So don't forget to subscribe and download to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. A once struggling waitress turned her against the grain idea into an international best-selling sensation. Jamie Kern Lima is a New York Times best-selling author and founder of It Cosmetics, a company she started in her own living room and grew to the largest luxury makeup brand in the country, eventually selling the company for over a billion dollars, y'all, that's with a B, and becoming the first female CEO of a brand in L'Oreal's 100-plus year history. She started out hustling and has been hustling ever since. Here to talk about her new book, Believe It, How to Go from Underestimated to Unstoppable. Please welcome to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox, Jamie Kern Lima. Hey, Jamie. Thank you so much. So listen, people look at you and think that you are an overnight success, but it's been a long night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about your journey. And where you're from? Yeah, so I, I was born in Northern California. Okay, and I grew up in Washington State, um, and I thought I knew where I was from. In my late 20s, found out I was adopted by surprise. Really? And yeah, I went on a, a multi-year. What was it like for you when you found out that you were adopted? It was a surprise. I think. Um, you know, I found out by accident from my mom, the person who I thought I was closest with and am closest with my whole life. And, you know, I think How did that unfold. Yeah, it was it was a big surprise. I, I went over to her house to get a, a picture of my younger sister who I knew had passed away when she was a baby. And I had always been told she was a year older than me and mm-hmm. um, went to her house to, to get uh, uh, some pictures Christmas Eve and just glanced at them and noticed that it had her birth date and mine as three months apart written on these photos. And I was, you know, 27 and, and I'm looking at these. I'm like, mom, is this, is this a mistake? Did someone write these dates wrong? And, and she just kind of paused and looked at me and said, you know, maybe you've suspected this. Um, but, uh, and I've been meaning to tell you for a while and I'm sitting there, I'm 27. Right. And she goes, right. um, but you're adopted. And, uh, I, I definitely didn't, I never suspected it. And, and it started How did that make you feel? Literally, like, I mean, so many of us have been through this situation where we think we know someone, trust someone, all of that. And you feel like the the whole rug is like pulled out from underneath you, right? And um, for me, it made me question who I am and where do I come from? And uh, But you grew up, was your, your childhood healthy and happy besides you finding out now at 27 that you were adopted? Yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up with parents that work really, really hard. So they were always working hundred hour weeks, which is probably where I, where I got that from, Um, (laughs) where I got that example from. Um, But yeah, I mean, they were, and they're great human beings. And so it was, you know, I, and you know, it's interesting. I think you know, I think it was Joel Osteen that coined this phrase that our, that our setbacks are usually our setups for okay. what, right, what God has in store for us bigger than we can even imagine. And, you know, I, I look back and 
it's been a long journey. I, I spent five years calling uh, thousands of women, trying to find my birth mom and went through this really, really long journey. When I eventually found her, mm-hmm. um, I learned she didn't want to meet me. And so she disappeared um, off social and everything else. And, and then that took a long while. We eventually met and, and now we were building literally right now. So I, I just saw her this weekend. We're in the process of, of building wow. a relationship. And yeah. So even though you had a very healthy and happy um, childhood and at 27, you found out that you were adopted, you yeah. then wanted to find out who your mother was and then build a relationship with her? Yeah, you know, there's this That's like tough. famous saying, um, you you don't have peace, so you have all the pieces, right? And okay. I, uh, I kind of felt that. I was like, oh, and you know, Vivica, well, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, television and film better than anyone. I would watch these shows where you see, you know, um, a birth parent and a child like being reunited and they run through the wheat fields and the music plays and you're like, Oh, you know, and I thought about what would it be like for so many years and, um, and you know, who is my mom and who is my dad and Mm. uh, for years and, and do I have siblings? And, and then I went through this period where I was like, you know, I've never actually met anyone I'm related to. Um, and that was like a big, so it, it was a, a big thing. And, and uh, I, I actually, you know, met her and she was with my dad one time ever. And they had me and she never told him um, oh, that wow. she was pregnant. Yeah. So he's still out there, doesn't know that he has a daughter yet. And um, so I've done the 23 A very successful and- daughter. Okay. <laughs> A very a daughter su- who knows how to hustle. <laughs> yeah, a, a successful, beautiful daughter who is changing other people's lives. Now I want to move forward. So you said you were a waitress. I was a waitress too. I worked mm-hmm. at LA Pasta and Pizza. I worked at Chili's. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I worked at the Olive Garden. Where did you work at? Yes, Denny's. Denny's, Denny's. was my, yes, yes, yes. I worked at Bob's Big Boy. Oh my God, I can't believe I <laughs> forgot that. So we have that in common as well too. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I worked at Denny's. I still, you know, it's funny. I um, I went back there recently, two years ago for my okay. birthday. I was like, okay, listen, I got to go back. I'm going to give an honor always. And I have fond memories of Denny's. You want to know what's funny is you know how like the idea, all our steps are ordered. And, and even when we're somewhere that we're like, I'm not sure why I'm here or why I'm in this situation or whatever. And then later it all kind of unfolds and makes sense. And the Denny's I worked at had so many problems in the kitchen. Like, like it would be an hour to get pancakes out. And so I'd have people leaving without tipping. And I was like, oh, you know, yeah. And, and that's the worst. it's the worst. And so I, I learned how to talk a lot at that point. Cause I was like, I got to do something because otherwise I'm getting no tip. And then, um, but what's wild is years later, when I started a business in my living room, never knowing I would build it to a thousand employees and all the things that I did with it cosmetics. But one thing that's funny is when I started my business, I literally remembered, oh, when I was a waitress at Denny's, you better get your operations right or you're mm-hmm. screwed. Like, right. So, like, so I'm sitting there We're starting this. Everything. Yes. Yeah. And I, it's like everything we go through sets us up for all the stuff we need to know to carry the weight of what comes next. And so anyways, I honor and value my days working at Denny's and they help me. Multitask, honey, you can stack them plates all the way up there and serve it and get it out really quick. Right. That's right. That's okay. right. Love it. <laughs>
All right, so we're gonna move past. We both were waitresses and now here we are on Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. So I wanna know how then from a waitress that then you said you got into uh, television yes. and then you discovered this thing about the skin. Yeah, rosacea, rosacea, yeah. And you know, it's different for a lot of people but I learned there's no cure for it. And so what would happen is it would be so red and I get these bumps, like bumps everywhere. Mm. And my face would feel like sandpaper. And, you know, I had my producer saying that, you know, live as you can imagine that you're live at, you know, you've got to fix like there's something on your face. And so I started this, this season of what I thought was a, the season of setback. And I would be, my inner critic got big. Like I'd be live on the air thinking thoughts, like, am I going to get fired? Are viewers changing the channel right now? Um, are ratings Ooh. going, you know, all those thoughts that we tend to tell ourselves in, in tough times. And, um, it was interesting because I started trying to find makeup that would work. And I couldn't, I would spend my paycheck on stuff from the drugstore or the department store, or the pro makeup mm. artist lines and nothing would work. And I just had this moment, um, where I got this like really super strong gut feeling. Uh, if you could figure out how to create something that works for you, someone with really problematic skin, uh, it's probably going to be a need out there from a lot of people. And so it was kind of this what like, you go to research that at those yeah, Google every, and here's the thing, Vivica, I didn't know anyone in beauty. I sat there and said to myself, um, you're not qualified, <laughs> like, and you have no money and no connections. And yet I kept getting this gut feeling, right? Like you're supposed to do it. But in my head, it was all those things. Like, you don't know what you're doing. You, you have no money, no connections, and you're not qualified. And, and it was this moment that for me, I think so many of us have these moments and we either listen to ourselves and trust ourselves, or we talk ourselves out of our own truth. And I just, exactly. right. It was like, my head was saying, oh no, you, you don't have what it takes, but I kept having this gut feeling. And on top of it, I thought I was in my dream job. And so it was this moment in time where I was like, I had this big realization that sometimes knowing when to let go of a dream is as important as knowing when to go after one. Um, and Agreed. you know, I made the decision to just trust myself in that moment. I didn't know how hard it was going to be. I didn't know that once I launched this company, it'd be three years before I could ever pay myself and hundreds and hundreds of no's. So here's the thing. Also why I love your, your story and your show and everything so much is like, with it cosmetics, so people see it now, and it's the the biggest beauty brand QVC in their history, and in all the Sephora and Ulta, all the stores. But for three years, every single one of the department stores, QVC, Sephora, Ulta, they all said no. For three years, they said yes. no. Um, you're not the right fit. Uh, <gasps> uh, you know, you know, you, I wanted to use, uh, I wanted to show, you know, people with problematic skin as models. I want to show women of all ages and skin tones and skin challenges and gender identities. And I had, you know, this, this vision and it wasn't being done 10 years ago. And, uh, and they all said that people won't buy makeup unless it's these unattainable images of aspiration. So it was this really, uh, three years of, of, of hearing that over and over rejection. constant rejection. Yes. Yeah. Right. 
But can I tell you something? I want to take you back to what you told me at the beginning of your story. Well, you said you had this gut instinct. Yeah. And that's going to be something that a, a good girlfriend of mine by the name of Lita, who's my business partner, she used to tell me that granny would always say, follow your first mind, baby. Mm. Follow your first mind. So that was a beautiful thing that you followed your first mind and that you never gave up, even of three years of hearing rejection. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. I saw you on, I was in Toronto because I used to have a lingerie mm. line back in the day for, and I remember seeing you and I remember seeing you on there showing the one side of the face with the rocade and then the other side. And I was like, wow, how amazing. So who at either QVC, mm-hmm. who was the first one that said yes, that then led to this franchise? Yeah. So after three years of no's, I got uh, one shot on QVC. Um, and here's so, what, <laughs> here's what was crazy. So I got one shot, by the way, hustling in our living room, right? Doing like two to three orders a day, barely staying Mm. alive. And you know how sometimes like, I hope a lot of people in your community hear this, uh, who maybe are entrepreneurs too. And they see, I feel like, um, people see everyone on social now and see their business as it all looks good, but behind the scenes, like, (laughs) you know, a lot of people know it cosmetics is success, but Oh no, behind the scenes, we were doing two to three orders a day max. I wasn't able to pay myself. And we got after three years of hundreds of rejections, we got, we finally got one shot on QVC, but here's the deal Mm -hmm. is what it, what I learned that it meant was we had this 10 minute window um, that yeah. we were going to go live and your QVC is live to hundred million homes. And their sales yeah. goals are like, cause you know, every minute of their time, I'm not just up against beauty brands that you're competing with like Apple iPhone, Dyson vacuum, whoever can sell them the highest dollars per minute in that, that airtime. So I learned Vivica that, uh, <laughs> I was so excited for this one shot, but then I learned, Oh, it's a consignment deal, which meant we uh, had to somehow uh, get money to, to manufacture and get 6,000 units of our product, right? right? We were only doing two to three orders a day, three years in on our website. We had to sell 6,000 units of our concealer in this 10-minute window to hit that sales goal or not come back. And the thing I learned is that if we didn't sell, like we weren't even automatically going to get paid. So if I went on live, and like a minute or two into the presentation, it wasn't doing well. They can cut your time live, um, but also it would all be shipped yeah. back to us. So uh, everything was on the line in this this kind of one big launch and and in this 10-minute segment. Um, and the only reason I share that is because it ended up being like one of my greatest, I think, life lessons and business lessons. Um, because once we uh, said yes, and uh, we got declined from 22 banks. We were trying to get an SBA loan to cover the mm-hmm. manufacturing. Gotcha. Now, the 23rd bank, which was a tiny one in California, gave us enough money to, to just uh, fulfill the QVC purchase order for this one shot. And so um, I flew out there to Pennsylvania uh, and I, I went out a week early. And um, I don't know if you've ever done this for like a big I got part it. I of it. There. Trying to sell a jewelry line, honey. Can't get a jewelry. Yes, well, I know what you're talking about. I saw the whole setup that QVC, that world is crazy. Yes. But you did it and it worked. It's crazy. Well, I sat in that rental car in that parking lot. Like
they all told me the same thing. They said, if you have any shot at, at doing well, here's what you need to do. You need to use this type of model. And they all had, you know, perfect, flawless skin, same skin tones, like all early twenties. And I'm like, that's not why I created this. Like I have rosacea and I want to show real women every age, shape, size, you know, skin tone, skin challenge. I want to show it live. I want to prove that this product works. That it works. Yeah. That it and works. I would argue, and I'm like, listen, if I'm, if I'm 70 years old sitting at home and maybe I have hyperpigmentation and I see someone who, you know, isn't my skin tone is 12 years old and has, how do I know it's going to work for me? Right. Yes. And I, but here's the thing is like, sometimes we know what we stand for, but then it's like, everything was on the line and I knew. So I sat in this car knowing the next time I walked through those doors, um, I'm going to come out either bankrupt um, or <laughs> with my whole life change. And it was this defining moment that your business partner will appreciate so much because it was like my like 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 the the experts were telling me one thing and my gut was telling me something yep. completely different. And I walked in that building and I remember that the moment the camera went live and there's this big like 10 minute clock on the floor and it was like 959, oh, 9.58. And I knew what I had to do. I, I remember this moment, you know, where I, I imagine who was that person watching on the other end of the camera. And I don't know why I kept imagining like a single mom in Nebraska holding laundry who like, if she was going to turn on her television for two seconds and bless me with her time, like I'd run, even if she bought nothing, I had this moment where I realized I want her to look on her screen and see someone who looks like her, right. And feel like she matters and like she's seen and like, she's beautiful. Even if she, she buys nothing, like I'd rather stand for that. So how many units? Oh my so, goodness. So, so so I remember, yeah, my bare, my bare face rosacea came up and remember there's about a minute left and the host is like, the deep shade's almost gone, the tan shade's down. And I was like, and then the the sold out, right at the 10 minute clock, the sold out sign came up across the yeah. screen. I started crying on national television and my husband came running through the double doors and I'm like, real women have spoken. And he's like, we're not going bankrupt. And we, uh, we, so we sold out and then that, we did five more shows that year and then 101 the next year. And we ended up doing, um, I've done over a thousand live shows and we, we built, um, I saw day. you. I told you. I saw you. You're like, I saw and your I bright red face on TV. To, I'm starting to run out of time with you. And I got a couple more things I want yeah, to talk about. You. Um, you were on the original Big Brothers contestant yes. and you made it all the way to the last day. When you came out of isolation, some attention that you got, it was negative. Yeah. In your book, you say haters are confused supporters. Yes. And I have a saying, I say, make your haters, your congratulators. Mm. I do. I've, I've said that all the time because sometimes with your haters, I use my haters to motivate mm. me. What did you do when you said you took the, took that lemon and turned it into lemon? Yeah, it's tough. Listen, I love it. You're asking this because literally I think now with social media, probably every human being you and I know actually deals with this now. A lot of times people were able to, to be private. Everyone's online now and, and haters yep. are everywhere. My good friend, Trent Shelton said that. Um, and I was like, that is so true that hate, he believes haters are just confused supporters. He's like, listen, if they give you their time, that's love. If they sometimes create fake accounts to go on and say her, that's love. Like it's like all twisted, but it, but it's love. And I think that, you know, like the way that I think about it also is just hurt people, hurt people. And when people are hating on someone else, they're really, it's not personal to you or me or anyone else. It's them just showing them just projecting their own pain. It's all that it is. And so, you know, I pray for it. Like I literally, the only way I feel better about it is I will pray for them. 
Because I believe in life, you get what you give. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? I think if you need love, you give love. I think if you need other women to cheer for you, you cheer for other women. You know what I mean? Like, I believe that in every ounce of my being. You also have another saying, don't believe in balance. Mm. It's a lot. <laughs> what do you mean? And what is your experience with balance? Yeah, I think, you know, so here's the deal. When I when we built it cosmetics and we built it up to over a thousand employees and I would have uh, women and men coming into my office all the time talking about how they're struggling with mom guilt or dad guilt or they're working too much or this. Or that. I always thought I got it in my head. I thought, oh, that makes sense. Um, and what I realized after, um, I had this 10 year journey trying to have kids and it's, it's a long story. I talk about the fertility and then the surrogacy journey also and believe it. Um, but eventually when I, when I had my daughter wonder, I realized like, Oh, like I got this all wrong. I thought, you know, th there's this idea of balance. Everyone romanticizes and everyone talks about, you know, all these things. I think it's a lie. And what I mean by that is I think if we're always trying to do things in balance, like I'm trying to work and see my family and see my girlfriends and date and yeah. all the stuff, yeah. we feel like we're failing all the time. Right. And I think like, mm -hmm. and, and people who choose to be parents or who are blessed to be parents, if that's what they want to do, they feel like they're failing all the time. And I realize, like, and I think this, especially women feel this way, especially women who do have that passion to hustle and to build a career and to give their, their soul to the world professionally, I think they struggle with like, what price am I paying to do that? And then we just always end up feeling like we're failing. And so I've had to flip the script on that and go, oh, I think balance, doing everything perfectly in balance is a lie. I think we have to intentionally go, you know what? I want to work a hundred hours a week, or I want to work 40 hours a week, or I want to work six, whatever it is. And when I'm doing that, I'm going to be all in and not going to feel bad about it. And, or I want to spend as much time with my kids or, or I want to do this type of self care. But when I'm doing those things, I'm not going to be like, Oh, I'm totally failing at everything else. And then you rob yourself of the joy of all of those things. And you just, yeah. Do you find that women try to balance too much? I think they have this idea that they are supposed to uh, have everything in balance. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that they're failing if they don't. And I just think that, you know, it ends up, I mean, they end up robbing themselves of, of their power, <laughs> you know, there's the, yeah. You also have another saying, believe in a power greater than yourself, mm. but you always say, believe in your values and your truth. Mm. Are they the same thing that they have in mind? How are they different? Yeah, I think, you know, I think when we have, um, well, let me, I'll just take it back a second. I think that okay. for me, faith is a big deal. And, you know, yes. I think God can dream bigger dreams for us than we can for ourselves. But I also think that how I've, how I've gotten through so many rejections, thousands mm -hmm. of rejections, just in building a cosmetics alone. I mean, there was one guy that, that I thought was going to be life-changing. He runs this huge investment company. They were going to invest in our company. And at the very end, after meeting, after meeting, he said, uh, we've decided to pass on investing in, in cosmetics. And when I said, can you, can you tell me why? He's like, do you want me to be really honest with you? And I said, yes, please. And he said, I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you with your body and your weight. And Vivica, when he said this, I got, I, I'll never forget it. I cried in my car later, all the things, but I got this feeling in my gut when he said it, that said he's wrong, like a deep knowing 
And my whole journey is learning. How do you hear yourself? How do you trust yourself? Right. And then what I'm going to say uh, quickly is when you talk about believing in a power bigger than yourself, whether it was this mm-hmm. dude rejecting me, that was so painful. So I didn't know how my business is going to stay alive or a million other rejections. Like I believe rejection is God's protection. And some people might say rejection is the universe's protection. But for example, six years later, when L'Oreal bought our company for over a billion dollars cash, it made the homepage of the Wall Street Journal, all those things. That guy, I hadn't heard from him in six years. He called and he's like, congratulations. Um, I read about the deal. I was wrong. I'm so happy for you, all those things. But here's the thing is at the time, six years earlier, I was so desperate. I probably would have given him the majority of the company for almost no money because he didn't believe in me. (laughs) By the time we did sell the business, I was still the largest shareholder. And I just, believing in a power greater than ourselves, um, I think when we have a why, when when why we're doing is greater than ourselves, whether it's to serve or to inspire or to entertain or, you know what I mean? I think when we're doing things bigger than ourselves, that's how we keep going. I think when we believe in something bigger than ourselves, I think that's when we can step into our full power too. I, I think our lives are divinely orchestrated. And you now have a book out called Believe It, How to Go from Underestimated to Unstoppable. Tell us about where we can get your book. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and it's just, it's all the, it's all the stories, you know? It's all the, the, the stories of how really all the things I wish I had known sooner on how to overcome self-doubt and body doubt and God doubt and how to just, (laughs) right. How to break through that barrier and just really believe in ourselves. And so, yeah, believe it. You can grab it anywhere, but it just came out. I'm so excited. You can get it. Yes, yes, author. Yes, yes, author. Is this your first book, girlfriend? Thank you, author. Yes, yes, author. Both authors. Both were were waitresses (laughs) and both authors. Um, Yeah, you can get it anywhere books are sold. And, you know, I'm I'm truly doing this because I believe and hope and pray it's of service to everyone who picks it up. And I'm donating 100% of the proceeds. to be, are you really? yeah, to feeding America and together rising. And I literally, I believe, and and I know you, you do like the things that we go through. It's like when we share them, it's like everyone else yeah. rises higher. And so that's my prayer for the book. So thank you. I love it. You are just good energy, good energy. Now in closing, tell folks where they can find you on social media. Girlfriend. Sure. Yeah. I'm at Instagram at um, Jamie Kern Lima. So J-A-M-I-E. K-E-R-N Lima L-I-M-A. And then all my info is on like the book and my info and all this, all these free gifts and fun stuff is on the book website. So the book is Believe It. And then my website's believeit.com. So yeah. It cosmetics, I'm telling <laughs> you, I saw you on QVC I and it. I was like, this is amazing. They absolutely love you. And I let me tell you, believe it. To all of our fans out there, you guys have got to know, man, believe in you. There's always going to be people out there that is going to try to tell you that you can't make it. You've got two former waitresses who are now both authors and successful women. Whoever out there that needs to hear this right now, always believe in you. Another person's rejection will be another person's acceptance. Mm -hmm. Life is an amazing journey, but it has to start with you believing in yourself. I want to thank you so much. I know my time is up with you, but I just want to say that smile, those beautiful eyes. Thank you so much for being on Hustling with Vivica 
a fox much love to you so girlfriend. much love to you thank you so much with your amazing beautiful smile and eyes right back at you yes i love you and thank you you're welcome darling All right, that leads us perfectly into today's hustle hack. Today's hustle hack is hashtag believe it. Trust your gut. Like Lita's granny always said, follow your first mind. Your intuition can lead you to your success. Darlings, learn to believe in you. Learn to invest in you. Take a risk in you because it can possibly lead you to your billion dollar idea. Also, tell your friends to follow your girl at Miss Vivica Fox on Twitter, at Miss V Fox on Instagram. I'm verified and at Stage 29 Podcast too. Don't forget to subscribe, review, download, and listen now to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox, available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you want to listen. Until next time, darlings, bye for now. The Hustling with Vivica A. Fox podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during the podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional.